my best piece of advice for you is to walk softly and listen carefully. And so I think that's really what we're doing with this. We're walking softly and we're listening carefully and we're amplifying the voices of those who, who we work with and who represent many different communities across the country. We don't want to tell their stories. We want them to tell their stories. Welcome to another episode of Advocates in Action, a podcast created by the National Patient Advocate Foundation, a nonprofit that develops initiatives promoting equitable access to affordable quality health care through policy action and partnerships. Our primary objective is to prioritize the patient voice and health system delivery reform to achieve person-centered care. We are dedicated to amplifying the powerful stories of individuals and the collective needs of various communities across the country. I'm your host, Ashley Freeman, Manager of Stakeholder Outreach and Engagement here at NPAF. Today, I get the pleasure of chatting with my colleague and friend, Gwen Darian, who is the Executive Vice President for Patient Advocacy and Engagement for our organization. As a three-time cancer survivor, Gwen's work as an advocate is fueled by her desire to improve the experiences and outcomes for other patients and change the public dialogue about cancer and other life-threatening illnesses. When she isn't working, she is enjoying her home in New York City where she cooks Persian dishes and collects earrings. Thank you so much for joining me, Gwen. Since this is our first podcast episode, I would like you to start by explaining who we are as an organization. Great. Thank you, Ashley. It's great to be with you today. Um, The Patient Advocate Foundation provides direct patient services to over 150,000 patients a year. We help people access equitable, affordable, and quality health care. And that's one of the things that's really important and really foundational to what we do is that it's not just enough to access health care, but the health care has to be equitable, the outcomes have to be equitable, and they have to be affordable, and they have to be at the same level of quality. So that's what we do at PAF Foundation. We work with people who have serious chronic and disabling diseases, um, and we help them and their families overcome the barriers that they are facing in access to care. Most of the time, they're financial. The financial runs everything from transportation, which is one of the biggest reasons people call us, to inability to pay for co-pays or their treatment. But when we think about it, we think about the whole spectrum of what health and care is. So we don't just focus on helping people access their medical care. We help them access their health care, which means we look at their entire lives and how their disease or condition is impacting their lives. And then at the National Patient Advocate Foundation, we take what we learn from the patients that we serve at Patient Advocate Foundation and create initiatives that are based on the experiences of our patients and the areas of need that are that are surfaced from these experiences of our patients. So you can't change a system unless you understand what individuals are going through, but you also can't make things better for individuals unless you can change the system. So our role is really to be that bridge and that kind of circle between direct patient services, changing healthcare delivery systems, and then having that make things better for individual patients and families. So at Patient Advocate Foundation, we say that we work with one patient at a time and one community at a time. And at the National Patient Advocate Foundation, we work at the intersection 
of touching people and changing the healthcare delivery system. That focus on individuals, communities, and systems change is really important. And it's obvious how the work of both organizations really intertwine and support each other. What led you to your career in advocacy? I started doing advocacy work, oh, it's been almost 23 years ago, after my first diagnosis of cancer. I was a young adult. And like many people who come into advocacy, I started it to help ensure that people who came after me and the people who I knew would not have to go through the same kinds of things that I did. It's a very incredibly isolating experience, terrifying experience. Some people have described it as being in a different country when you're in the land of the sick. And when you're a young adult in the land of the sick, it can be particularly jarring when all your peers are are in very different places in their work. I, I was also really interested in finding community. And I think that's the other reason why a lot of people become advocates is this They want to make change and they also want to find community and they want to work with other people to make change. So my, um, the, the kind of values that have underpinned all the advocacy work that I've done is that I will work with anybody who will work with other people. Yes, I absolutely love that motto. And like you mentioned, personal experiences are usually at the core of what inspires people to become patient advocates. Our podcast is titled Advocates in Action. So what do you see as the vision for us using this platform? I think one of the things that we want to do is tell the stories and elevate the voices of people who are really making change through their advocacy, patients, healthcare providers, family members, communities, and really put the voices out front and center. Stories are essential to our lives. And other people's stories inspire us and energize us to do even more action or tell us what we might be missing in our community and um, and give us a different way of looking at things. Um, one of the really important things, particularly as we think about this time that we're living through right now, is the ability to look at the world through other people's eyes and the, the ability to walk through the world in other people's shoes. And one of my friends said to me she, when she started working a lot with the Native American community, that one of the elders in the tribe said to her, um, my best piece of advice for you is to walk softly and listen carefully. And so I think that's really what we're doing with this. We're walking softly and we're listening carefully and we're amplifying the voices of those who, who we work with and who represent many different communities across the country. We don't wanna tell their stories, we want them to tell their stories. Honestly, that is why I find it such an honor to work on this team. We realize that our role is simply to amplify voices, not speak for people. I'm really excited for this first season of our podcast because we're starting with stories from rural communities across the country. Can you share a little bit about what inspired the decision to start there? One of the things that has become clear is the impact of a kind of almost healthcare um, deserts on rural communities. And there is there are more and more, more and more hospitals are closing, more and more health, there's a shortage of healthcare providers and the access issues to quality and equitable care that people in rural communities face is, is really, um, it's very heartbreaking 
And so we were inspired because of this and energized because of this to see what we could do to make a difference. Um, one of the main reasons that people call PAF is because of transportation. So imagine you had to drive four hours to get to the nearest hospital, or you had to drive an hour and a half to get to see your healthcare professional. One of the advocates we work with um, is a cardiology, advanced practice cardiology nurse. One of the closest hospitals is nearly four hours away. You can't wait four hours if you're having a heart attack or a stroke. So we wanted to look at what, um, what people were facing who were in rural America. And the Patient Advocate Foundation has served a lot of people in rural America. The other thing we wanted to do is really show the um, many facets of rural America and what the different, what it looked like in different parts of the country, what it looked like in different communities. Um, I grew up in Wisconsin, and so I was surrounded by. I, I grew up in. I grew up in the suburbs of Milwaukee, but I was surrounded by farmland. And my um, grandmother's family, um, they emigrated from Germany actually before they were, um, before they before Wisconsin was a state, and they were all farmers. But that's just one very small snippet about what rural America is. Um, my dad's family, my dad emigrated from Iran and they lived in the desert. So, you know, we have all of the desert, being in the desert is also very rural. Um, so I think that we have, we wanted to really show the different things that people faced based on the communities that they were in, but also the things that were common. We wanted to look at the commonalities and we wanted to look at the differences and we wanted to make sure that we were really showing the faces um, and hearing the voices of rural America. We also wanted to look at people who are really change agents and see, not just talk about all the problems that were, that were facing in access to quality and um, equitable care, but also what people were doing to address those barriers and how we could um, how others could learn from those models. So we are going to feature people who are making change in their community and have seen a problem and thought about how they could address it on behalf of um, their community and others. It is a privilege to host this podcast and sit down with some amazing people and learn about their journeys. Thank you so much, Gwen, for joining me and I'm looking forward to the growth of this platform. Thank you, Ashley. This concludes our first episode of Advocates in Action. We enjoy connecting with our listeners, so please visit our website at npaf.org slash podcast for show notes, resources, and ways to engage with us on social media. Thanks for listening.